Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Russell Life Radio, episode 56. I know, I know. You're all thinking, where is Chris Cumbie? Where is Chris Cumbie? Well, he's not here. He sent me a message a couple hours ago and said, hey, Maddie, need need your help. Need your help. I said, what's up, Chris? I got you back, boy. Don't worry. And he's like, hey, I can't do NXT tonight. You mind you mind stepping in and, 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 and doing a show for me? And I'm like... I don't know. Let me see. I got my beautiful wife, and I say, would you like to watch NXT tonight? And she said, yes. So I'm here with B-dubs, my beautiful wife, Carol, and we're here to tell you about NXT. Hey. <laughs> I just, I wanted something there, and then, no, it's fine. fun. Um, so we're not going to do it this day in wrestling history, because as soon as we stop recording, uh, I'm going to hop on a show with Kyle. And we're going to do this day in wrestling history on our AEW show. So that'll be up tomorrow. Make sure to listen to it. So NXT, we're going to hop straight on to it. And this is the first, I think the first week where I watched AEW and NXT one night after the other. I've been watching NXT a bit, but just kind of whenever we can catch up to it. But we watched NXT the, the night after AEW. And I have was so impressed by both shows. So we're going to focus on NXT today. And it opened up showing AJ Styles and the OC just battering the Undisputed Era, and it's like earlier today, and it was it was a cool opener. It basically showed, hey, AJ and the OC are here, and then as soon as they show that little short 15-second video package, AC and the Good Brothers are walking into the ring, and they beat up like some crewmen on the way there, uh, and they get into the ring. AJ says, so this is NXT, because AJ actually skipped NXT and came straight to the main roster. And AJ apparently has never heard of NXT. It's just this sort of vague fairy tale he heard once. <laughs> He's like, hmm, I wonder what that's all about. Never seen on TV. <laughs> that makes sense. That sounds like AJ Styles. And so he got a short little promo and Tommaso Ciampa comes out and, he, and Ciampa says, for years people have been asking me, Tommaso, when are you going up to the main roster? Well, boys, let me be the first to welcome the three of you to the main roster, which got a huge pop. I popped. Yep, I did too. It was a good line. It was a great line. And uh, AJ and the OC said, well, you know, maybe you're strong, but there's one of you and there's three of us. Why would we be worried about you? And then out walked Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. They got a promo and they announced the main event for later tonight. AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows versus Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Tommaso Ciampa. And we were very excited. What did you think of this whole interaction? It was great. Uh, I felt like um, AJ and the OC are a good fit for this bit. They're going to send folks over from the, quote, main roster to NXT to challenge. I I don't know why. I just feel like they fit well. Um I could imagine other people coming from Raw or SmackDown and it not being a good fit. And they just kind of sticking out, not sitting well. So, and of course, Keith Lee always looks great. Um, it, it's good. Yeah, it was great. And the cool thing about this is AJ Styles was an indie wrestler for years. He wrestled in TNA for almost a decade. So he is a perfect fit. Everyone that's a fan of NXT knows exactly who AJ Styles is, even without AJ's WWE run. So, uh, and the Good Brothers obviously were really big in Japan. So, you're right. It made perfect sense. 
And size wise, wrestling style wise, like it, everything worked out really well with AJ. So we open up with Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest, and we just saw these guys wrestle. I can't remember one two weeks ago, but the ending of that match was Damian Priest kicking Pete Dunn in the nuts and getting a three count. So this is their rematch, and this match was really really good. And you'll hear us talk a little bit about the opening match for AEW on our show tomorrow. But the fact that these two matches were going on at the same time. And both of the matches were unexpectedly great. Like, I was expecting both of them to be good, but they were both unexpectedly, um, unexpectedly great. I just had so much fun with this match. It was a great back and forth. I don't know a lot about Damian Priest. I absolutely love Pete Dunne. And there were two spots on, in here that I want to highlight. One is there was a spot with uh, Pete Dunne going to the top rope, and Damian Priest went and grabbed his arms and pulled up for the razor's edge. And that popped me because the razor's edge is cool as it is. No one can really pull it off because, I mean, what's the point, right? You pick up someone for a power bomb, and instead of slamming them down into the mat, you like slide them down behind you, give them an opportunity to escape, and then do a less effective power bomb. But it worked out so well in this match. It was really, really cool. And the other spot I want to point out is the very end where uh, Damian Priest pulls Pete down into the corner. And the referee's trying to get out of the way, so he's kind of like in the ropes and he can't see what's going on. Damian Priest goes for another kick to the nuts, and Pete Dunne blocks it, and then kicks Damian Priest in the nuts, and then just kind of shrugs his shoulders, mm-hmm. and then uh, he made him tap out. He put him in the armbar, he rips his fingers and does the armbar, and they're one and one, and we'll probably get a rubber match. And it was very good. What do you think? Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm. Uh... Coming around on Pete Dunne, I, I kind of was undecided up to a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I, I think it's good stuff. Visually, it's a lot go- going on. And it was a good match. Like, it lasted. Long time. Uh, for, yeah. Probably 20 minutes. Yeah. So, it was nice to, like, actually see people wrestling and taking their time and make a good show of it. Yeah. It was really great. After it was over, the, it was a really, it was a very different segment from your standard Raw SmackDown. I, Killian Dane came in. And attacked Pete Dunne, which makes sense. They're kind of, you know, they have a little bit of a rivalry there. And Damian Priest just throws Killian Dan out of the way and starts attacking Pete Dunne himself, which makes sense. But in WWE, the heels would obviously team up because all heels are friends. So he throws him out, and then Killian Dane tosses Damian Priest out of the ring. He beats up Pete Dunne for a bit, and he starts to leave, and Damian Priest attacks Killian Dane. And then Killian Dane throws Damian Priest into the ring steps. And it was just really cool and very different and not something you would see on Raw or SmackDown. And I really liked it. I mean, let's compare this to what happened on Raw this week. And when Bobby Lashley attacks Rusev, Drew McIntyre just kind of, you know, waves them off and just walks to the backstage area, which made no sense. Mm-hmm. This made sense. It was very good writing. I loved it. What'd you think? Yeah. And it's funny because you just said in WWE, this wouldn't happen. This is WWE. That's right. But, but NXT is so different. From the other two shows, it it's diff it's different, and it it almost feels like its own thing, which is a good thing. Right. Yeah, and it was really great. I just I don't really know what else to say about it. I just really enjoyed it. It was nice to see something different on a wrestling show. We go to announcers talking about the women's war games match. Uh, Shayna Baszler has picked Bianca Belair and Io Shirai. I didn't know Bianca Belair was a full-on heel, but I guess she is now. Uh, and Rhea Ripley picks Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae. 
And so Dakota Kai's backstage, she's warming up, and she says she has a match tonight with Shanna Baszler, and that she's going to prove to Rhea Ripley that she should be the last person on her team. So uh, that was a, there wasn't much to it. It was fine. The announcers hype the main event, the three v three main event, and we go to Tainara versus Santana Garrett or Tainara. They kept saying her name yeah. back and forth, and you pointed that out. Yeah. So the this match was it was fine. There wasn't really anything wrong with it. It was like a six-minute match. Um, I'm disappointed to see Santana Garrett debut and then lose to someone that NXT isn't really pushing. I mean, I guess she's getting a small push, but I don't know. It, it was just fine. What do you think? It's fine. I don't have anything to add. There's not much to say about it. The no. match didn't last very long. It just... It, it was fine. That's all I can really say. After the match, Tanara is celebrating a win. And then we see a video package for Tony Nice, which makes sense because he has a match later tonight. We see Shannon warming up. We come back from the break. And Angel Garza cuts a quick promo. And then we get Shanna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. And this match was terrific. I mean, it was so good. And let me tell you, as much as an AEW fan as I am, NXT is doing women's wrestling right. And Tynara and Santana Garrett, it was fine. It wasn't great, but there was nothing wrong with it. Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai was incredible. It was really good. The match lasted about 15 minutes. These two girls have very different styles that gelled together really well. They do have a history, so this isn't the first time that they've you know locked up. But it was just very good. And the ending was great. Dakota Kai bounced off the ropes, and Shayna Baszler basically caught her and put her in her submission and tapped her out. And it, it was just, there wasn't much to it. It was an easy, it, just, it was something that looked cool. It's something that, you know, if you and your buddy were out on your trampoline, you could do this. You know, he essentially, she essentially grabbed Dakota Kai as she was running by her. But it was just so visually appealing, and it looked very different. I loved it. The whole match was great. What do you think? Could you do this on a trampoline? I could do that ending spot. Oh, that's very interesting. Would you like to try it? I would like to see you do this. We don't have a trampoline, oh. or I would film it. Aww. <laughs> No, this is great. Uh, well done. That's—I mean, you said it all. You said all the things that I was going to say. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. So thanks for stealing my words. Well, how about this? How about you tell us about what happened after the match? Uh, what happened after the match? I don't know what happened after the match. Okay, so Shayna Baszler is the, her and the other horsewoman are beating down Dakota Kai. Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox and Kendall Saray are coming out to make the save, but they get caught by Bianca Belair and Io Shirai, and Mia Yim runs out oh, that's right. and destroys everyone with a kendo stick. And just, I mean, they sounded amazing. It was really great. She saves Dakota Kai, and uh, the faces are all in the ring. And that's it. Pretty simple. Kathy Kelly, Kathy Kelly is backstage with Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. And she asks about war games. Uh, Ciampa says one thing at a time. And then tonight, they're taking on the O.C., and uh, he said that he and others left the door wide open for them to come in anytime they want. We have Tony Nese versus Angel Garza. This match was super fun. Mm -hmm. It was really good. I'll let you tell us a little bit about it. That way I'm not stealing your thunder. Uh, no, that's okay. You can do it. You don't want to do it? No. All right. So Angel Garza comes out in his pants that he is absolutely going to rip away at some point. And they go around for a little bit. The match is amazing. And then Angel Garza holds out his hand. He's like, whoa. And then he starts unbuttoning his pants, and there was 
at least one girl, I don't know who it was, but just screamed at the top of her lungs. She was so excited at this PG-13 strip tease that Angel Gars is giving her. And so he can't finish as he often can't. And Tony Nese starts attacking him again. And they get up on the top rope. And, and Angel's on the top rope. Tony Nese is like going for a powerbomb. And as he slams him down to the ground, Angel Garza stays in the top rope and the pants get powerbombed. And I, I pop for the pants powerbomb. I'm not going to lie. And pants powerbomb sounds like a finisher that, you know, someone needs to get over. Maybe Joey Ryan can get the pants powerbomb over. It was great. But the, the whole match was great. Uh, Garza finished up. Gar, Angel Garza, the cousin of Humberto Carrillo, by the way, if you didn't know that. Uh, hit Tony Nice with the, what is it called? The wing clipper, I believe. Yeah, the wing clipper. And got the three count. Now he's the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. He's walking up the ramp celebrating. And Leah Rush comes out to shake his hand. And Angel Garza slaps him in his face. And I mean, it was it was a loud pop too. It was good. And Leah Rush just kind of smirks and makes sure his face, you know, makes sure his mouth's not bleeding. And it's good. Would you like to add anything? No. No, I was going to point out that Angel Garza is related to Humberto Carrillo, but again, <laughs> you stole my thunder. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are the only things I know, Manny. I'm sorry, Carrie. I'm sorry. So Kathy's backstage with Rhea Ripley and Mia, Tegan, Dakota, and Candice. Would you like to tell us about this? Uh, at this point, I believe the final decision is made. That's correct. Ripley uh, lets Kai know that she's not made the cut and she... She says she's sorry. Uh, Kai sort of mutters something and yeah. walks away. But Tegan Knox, Dakota's best friend, is kind of like rubbing her on the back as Rhea Ripley announces Mia Yim as the fourth person. And Dakota is teasing a heel turn, I think, mm. here. Because she's obviously very, very hurt, very distraught, very disturbed. And she just walks away from her friends. And I'm all for Dakota Kai heel turn. It's going to be great. Very excited. You know, it's, it's difficult for me because the the wrestlers I really like that play such a natural face, sometimes I'm not sure if they can pull off being a good heel. But a couple people have proven wrong recently. Uh, Bailey mm-hmm. being someone that really pointed it out. Io Shirai is another one. And AJ Styles, who I knew was a good heel, but I think he's convinced me that he's a better heel than a face. Mm-hmm. I really think so. And I never thought I would see that watching, you know, Babyface TNA AJ Styles being the superhero and the, the star of that company. I didn't think I'd ever be convinced that he could be a better heel, but I think he might be. So I'm all for it, man. Let's give her a shot. If it doesn't work, let her do it for a couple months and she can always turn back face. It's fine. So we and we get the confirmation of the second War Games match. We have the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Mystery Partner, which I assume will be Johnny Gargano. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. Do you think it could be anybody else? No. Okay. <laughs> the, o- the only other person that I thought maybe is Dominic Dijakovic, which doesn't really make sense from a storyline perspective, but he's been going to battle with Keith Lee, and they had that triple threat match with Roderick Strong. So maybe, just maybe. But the only thing is, at War Games, none of the NXT titles are going to be defended. Because Undisputed Era hold all four belts. So they're not going to be able to defend any of the titles. So that's very that's a very interesting thing. You don't often see pay-per-views where no titles are, are defended. And then Shayna Baszler, the women's champion. How do we feel about that? 
Well, it's fine. The Undisputed Era are so far over, and the War Games match is the major match. This this happened in WCW, where, you know, especially the world title wouldn't be defended because the champion was often in War Games, so I don't really have a problem with it. Do you? I guess not. Guess not? Okay. I don't have enough um, history with it, I guess. Okay. To make a decision. Fine. So we've got Swerve Scott, who we saw at River City Wrestling Con. We thought he died. Uh, versus Dominic Dajakovic. And this match was also great. Mm-hmm. It was not super long. It was like 10 minutes. But oh gosh, these two guys are just so talented. And Dominic is quickly becoming one of my favorite wrestlers in all NXT. He's just so talented. And he's six foot seven. And the stuff that he does, it's, he's just so good. And I hope that when he inevitably gets called up because he's six foot seven, he looks like a prototypical WWE superstar. They don't. They don't say, "Okay, you can't wrestle this way anymore." They kind of did that to Drew McIntyre. They've really done that to a lot of NXT guys. So, I'm hoping, especially him and Keith Lee, I hope they, you know, when they get called up, they can stay kind of the character that they are and keep wrestling style. But the match was great. There were a lot of spots where I thought Swerve Scott actually was going to win, uh, but Dajakovic won with a feast rise. One, two, three. It was great. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, so they announced Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, and next week that will determine the War Games order of entry. Do you know how War Games work? No, I don't know anything about War Games. Okay, so War Games are two rings, and they are pushed together. Oh. And they have two cages. And so you have, it's 4v4, so one person from each team starts, and then uh, the ne- the next person from one team comes in, so it's 2v1 for a while then the next person on the other team, so it becomes 2v2. But it doesn't snake. So if you enter first at 2v1, you have an advantage until the very end of the match. Mm. So uh, it's it's for the advantage. Io Shirai will obviously beat me again because the Hills always have advantage. Why would you make the good guys get an advantage? It makes no sense. Uh, also, Io Shirai is way more over than me again. So, yeah. We're at the main event. And... It was so good, but it left such a bad taste in my mouth, and it really bothers me that it does. Mm-hmm. I mm. it's it's AJ's fault. It's because the it was the raw seeped into NXT. That is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. This man was like, "Yeah, pal, yeah. if you're gonna be on the show, we have to bring some raw to NXT." Right, not to blame AJ for it. Yeah. it was his idea, but that's what happened. Yep, it's entirely possible. It's poison. Well, the match was great. The match was really great. Mm-hmm. The ending was really great, but we got a non-finish. Mm-hmm. The match, as far as we know, was still going on when it went off the air. Yeah. So basically, we had a six-man tag. They started brawling outside the ring. They got inside the ring. They wrestled for a while. The match was awesome. It was about 13 minutes long, and it was just really good. But it ended. Oh, it ended. AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa were in the ring. I'm like, oh, man, these are the two biggest stars. One, the biggest star from each team. What's going to happen? So AJ Styles and Champa are wrestling and they knock over the ref. I'm like, okay, well, this is how the heels are going to win. AJ will do something dirty so Tommaso Champa won't look dumb when he loses, right? Makes sense. That's standard WWE booking. I'm not saying it's perfect for wrestling in general. AEW probably wouldn't usually do this, but it, it makes sense in WWE. But that's not what happened. So what happened was Finn Balor's music hits. And he comes out, and Tommaso Ciampa's staring at him, 
And AJ Styles, being the smart man he is, attacks Champa, and he gets him up for the uh, Styles Clash. And Finn Balor, in the meantime, absolutely destroyed Matt Riddle with his huge DDT on the uh, on the interest ramp. And then as AJ Styles is going to Styles Clash Champa, Adam Cole comes in, super kicks AJ Styles in his face, and then he does the final shot on Champa. And then Finn Balor and Adam Cole were looking at each other. And then we fade to black. Yep. So, I was drastically disappointed by this ending on what an amazing show. It was just so good. But so I don't steal your thunder. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me your thoughts. Well, I asked as it's about halfway through, okay, who's taking the pin? And is it going to come down to AJ? And uh, and Champa, and you said no, it would be one or the other of them. Yeah, I over figured, somebody else. I figured AJ would probably pin Riddle, but I I said either AJ or Champa will get this pin. Yeah, and so as soon as Finn Balor appears, I'm like, well, that's over. Mm-hmm. This it's, it's over now. Something else is going to happen, and this this match is not going to have a definitive ending, and it didn't. Yep. And I was like, well, that's not. That's not NXT at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't. I liked the match. And again, I liked the ending. Like, Finn Balor and, and uh, what's his name? Adam Cole. Cole showing up was cool. Yeah. But, it, I mean, when that happened, you're like, okay. Well, the, the, now, now the show's about to be over, and they're not going to. That's weird. It's just yeah. strange. Yeah, it was really disappointing. And, the, you know, that first women's match was fine. But everything else about the show was really, really, really good. And the ending was amazing. Mm-hmm. I forgot to point out that when Finn Balor was distract- distracting Champa and destroying Matt Riddle, AJ Styles held up the two sweep, and Finn Balor did the finger guns. So they were, you know, hearkening back to Bullet Club. And Mara Ranallo says something about the land of the rising sun. And Mara Ranallo, let me tell him, bless his heart. He's really annoying, and I, he's so good at what he does, but his stupid one-liners, I'm so sick of. Is that a Southern bless his heart? Bless his heart. Bless yes, his it is. heart, he's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's just, okay, he's so good. He was really great on Raw. I really like him on NXT, but I'm so sick of his one-liners. The worst one he had tonight was Matt Riddle is putting the bro in the good brothers, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, if Michael Cole said this, we would just rip him apart. So you can't let other people get away with it, and it, it was bad. It was bad. No, he said something about it being as about as enjoyable as drinking hot dog water. And yes. I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, it's disappointing because he, he was so good and he's still good. He he called the matches really well. I just I can't get behind his one liners. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of Mauro Ronaldo fans out there. I can't I apologize. Not for me. Not I for don't me. I don't apologize. No. Hashtag uh, Chris Cumbie's ghost here. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I'll be your heel for the evening. Wrestle life heel. Wrestle life female heel. There you go. Um, so, B-dubs, if you were to grade NXT, what grade would you give it? I'd give it a B. A B? It was an enjoyable show. I enjoyed it. Um, I Just the ending kind of takes it down a letter grade, I think. Yeah. It was disappointing. You're just left going, well, what's what's happened then? Yeah. Do I have now I have to wait a week to figure out what's gonna what was the 
the outcome and does it matter? It makes it feel like it doesn't matter. Right. Because if they're not going to have an ending to something that was built up, then you're going, okay, well then I guess I don't care. Right. So, so I say a B. It was an enjoyable show. Okay. I'm going to give it a little bit better of a grade than, than that. The ending was real dumb, but it was, it was enjoyable. So at least it wasn't like divorce court where it was real dumb and I hated myself for watching it. <laughs> It was actually enjoyable. I love the Bullet Club references. Adam Cole attacking uh, AJ Styles, but even though he's also NXT, he destroyed Tommaso Ciampa because that's who he's feuding with now. It was booked really well. So other than the the, the okay, the fine women's match and the stupid, stupid, stupid ending, the show was so much fun. The time flew by, and we, we recorded it, so we skipped the commercials. It was like an hour and 40 minutes long. It was really, really good. I want to say A minus. I really enjoyed it. I really did. You know, and I'll have to say with this one, I'm coming. I'm coming around on what's his name, bro. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Oh yeah, you pointed that out. Tell us why. You know why? It's because now uh, tonight he was on a team, and being on a team made him seem like less of a selfish prick. Like I think, (laughs) can I say that word on this show? Sure, go ahead. Um, I think his character comes off as being very selfish and self-centered and very much like, look at me, aren't I great? And um, it's like, no, you're not great. You're annoying as heck. <laughs> um, but in this setting where he's on a team and he's playing a good team member, I was like, okay, I like I like this version. You know, he's smiling, he's, he's jumping around, he's enjoying himself, uh, and he's, he's enjoying watching his team do well. I was like, that's good. I like that. So, okay. I, so we'll see you next week. It could have a different opinion but okay well i i hope that you come around to matt riddle because obviously he's a great wrestler i, mean, I do wish, the ring. I do really wish you would put shoes on i just can't stand it <laughs> i can't stand it well i'm i'm sorry that you hate shoeless riddle <laughs> actually shoeless would be a pretty cool nickname for him We're, we matt should start riddle. calling that yeah shoeless riddle tell us your thoughts on shoeless riddle and what you think of them ladies and gentlemen this has been episode 56 of Russell Life Radio. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and my beautiful wife. Please like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow B-Dubs at... Carolson. You can follow me at Russell Life Matt. That's on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow Chris at Russell Life Hill on Twitter. Follow Kyle at Kyle.Pauly on Instagram. And follow us all on Facebook and Instagram at Russell Life Radio. And on Twitter at Russell Life pod tune in tomorrow we're gonna have an aew show for you we're gonna have a full gear preview coming up very soon and we're also gonna have a smackdown review so we have lots and lots of stuff going on and then tune in next week for all kinds of stuff a full gear review raw smackdown nxt aew we got tons of stuff going on i also want to announce that my wife and i are going to be attending aew dynamite when it comes home to jacksonville florida at daily's place in january so we'll be able to give you a review live. Maybe we're going with my little brother and his wife, mm. and maybe we can have them on the show. That'd be fun. Definitely. That would be really cool. So all four of us give a, a review of seeing it live. I'm trying to decide if I'm getting a a little bit of the bubbly shirt uh, to wear or a I have a ticket shirt. <laughs> I think it's going to be I have a ticket. There's so many good ones. So many good ones. We're going to get some shirts. We're actually going to be uh, right up on the stage. So we're really excited. We're super excited. We're going we're gonna to be there live. So again, thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us ramble this last, last half hour. We hope it's been a little entertaining for you. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with AEW Dynamite. Have an absolutely wonderful day. 
Absolutely.